It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in third and final hour of the program here on Monday morning. And that means it is time, as it is each week at this time, for us to turn on the light with Jack's playing of New Bedford Light. I'm, I'm going to play the song in a moment, Jack, but before we do that, we got a little business to, to attend to here. Got a, somebody here on the phone. I just want to take this call real quick. Good morning. You're on WBSM with Jack Spillane. Good morning, Tim, and good morning, Jack. Gilly Sapiels. Hi, Gilly. How you doing? I'm calling in, Jack, to talk to you. And I want to let you, let me finish before I get my three minutes in. You wrote an article the other day. And um, you put my name in there. And the article you stated, the consulates had felt that uh, journalists and political pop flies, whatever they are, they really are, were harassing them this past November 30th. Just want to let you know, I wasn't involved in that thing, but you brought my name up in lights. The media uh, got flies, even had the nerve to follow the consulates, uh, very much public figures, all after they exited City Hall, which I wasn't there. Harassing some of them outside the building. Morad, who was at the time, the uh, council president said she feared for her safety. And it was not the first time she had felt that way. With Felix, this is what you got over here. With Felix, Patzinski, and a third activist of sorts, Evangelos, Gilly Sapiols. Now, I'm saying again, I wasn't there. Felix and Sapiolis are big guys and have a long history of harassing and intimidating charges, some none of which have gone anywhere. You know, Linda. All right, Gilly. Instead, instead of instead of reading the the article verbatim here, let's 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 talk about it. First of all, wait a minute, Tim. Give me give me my three minutes, please. That's all I ask. Then you can hang up on me. I'm not asking that much. Don't interrupt. Uh, let me read the no, thing. No, 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 come on. I am going to hang up on you. Don't tell me not to interrupt you. It's a talk show, not the Gilly Safiolis gets three minutes uninterrupted show. You want three minutes of uninterrupted airtime, buy it. Don't tell me how to run the show. I told you to stop reading verbatim from a column and just get to your point, but you can't just get to your point ever, Gilly. You got to ramble on and go on and on and make yourself the star of the show. If you would shut up for a minute, I would have explained to you that Jack pointed out in the column, which is right in front of me, which I could have also read verbatim, that you weren't involved in this. But that doesn't mean that you're not involved in the conversation as a whole. Don't be a person who shows up at the courthouse to be in support of these people if you don't want to have your name mentioned in the article about these people. Thanks, Tim. Uh, so, Gilly, uh, you and I go back a long way. 
I thought I was careful in the article. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, I can give it to you if you want to yeah, read it. But, but to say that the two people that were protesting on November 30th were Carlos Felix and uh, Craig Tuzensky, but that the council's concerns also include a third activist, which is you, and that their concerns about, I'm not saying that they're right, by the way, about this, that they, they fear for their public safety, uh, also includes you, and that you also have a history of doing things. And I think I pointed out in the column, positioning yourself behind the ca- camera with uh, various signs, mostly about Linda Morad, that have irritated the counselors. So let me be the first to say, you were not involved in the November 30th incident. I, I don't think I said that, but I said that the counselors were also concerned about you. If I didn't make it clear enough, then I apologize. I do want to say, Gilly, I, I almost always return your calls, and you know that. I got busy last week, and I, I realized the other day that I hadn't returned it, and a lot of things in my mind, and I just, just forgot it. So it was not on purpose. But in no way am I saying that you were there on November 30th, but you do have a long history of protesting in the council chambers and the councilors have issues with you and they have named you in their concerns to me. So that's what I was trying to convey in the column. And I apologize for being short with you, Gilly, but enough's enough. You have taken this from a conversation about whether or not the city councilors are effectively leading the city government, and you've turned it into a conversation about Gilly Safiolis. No matter what you want to call in and say, that's what you have done. And nobody cares. You're losing the point when you're making it about yourself. You're losing the point. Don't lose the point. Don't let it get muddled in the fact that when people hear your voice, when you call in, they roll their eyes. Because you make a lot of great points, and you bring up a lot of important things. And, and I think I said in that column, if it wasn't for Gilly, we wouldn't have known about the, uh, the poor things that were happening down at Trip Towers. Uh, so that I said that the um, gadflies serve a purpose, and mm-hmm. there's, there's people that are these activists. And, and I apologize if gadflies is sort of a negative term, uh, uh, it, but there are people who have something to say about every single issue. And that, and attend every single meeting, and that's all I meant by it. But I pointed out that if it weren't for Carlos, we wouldn't have known um, about the um, uh, things that happened with Hugh Dunn in the middle of the night. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't have known about Trip Tower. If it weren't for Craig, uh, he was very active during the whole uh, dog issue. Uh, uh, so uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know, Kelly. I think you have a value, but I think that there are also concerns about some of the things you do. Like like the rest of us, including myself. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to beat up on Gilly either. I mean, uh, I just think you know enough's enough. We 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 get it. But you want to complain about something that Jack Spillane wrote about you, wrote about you in an article? Call New Bedford Light. Call Jack. Don't call into the radio station to bring it on the air. It's got nothing to do with us. We don't run the article. We didn't have a conversation about you on the air. Moving on. Uh, I did want to read one app chat message and a little bit of levity here. I was talking about the, uh, I was talking about the potting bench, florists and gifts in Fairhaven and how, you know, people were out buying plastic flowers at the mall and that you could avoid that. Got a great app chat message from Cape John in Fairhaven who says, Handy Andy's has good quality used vacuums in a variety of colors, no less. 
in lieu of throwaway plastic flowers, like I saw somebody buying at the mall, become the perfect throwaway husband. So, <laughs> <laughs> And if you get your wife a vacuum cleaner, you will be a throwaway husband. I don't know, though. When I was married, my wife went through vacuums like you wouldn't believe. If I brought her home a Handy Andy's vacuum that would have lasted her years and years, I might have been the hero. As a Valentine's Day present? Listen, <laughs> she. It, the problem is, is I probably gave her one for Christmas and was already broken by Valentine's Day. That's how quickly we went through them. All right, Jack, let's shine a light. And before we do that, let's... Uh, Have you recently... And we are going to be going into the news with Phil in just a moment. But after that, if you want to call in and speak with Jack Spillane, 508-996-0500. You can also send in app chat messages on the WBSM app. Hey, just really quickly, too. Uh, if you didn't see the story on Friday, I have it up there at WBSM.com and on the app. New Bedford's first and only store dedicated just to horror merchandise and apparel is expanding. They had Eddie Munster there over the weekend, TV's Eddie Munster, Butch Patrick. Uh, but they also let us make the announcement that they will be expanding on April 1st. They will have a new expanded store in the same location. They're just going to be utilizing the gym that used to be in the front. So uh, you can find out more about that at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. How unique is downtown New Bedford? You know, we've got a vintage toy store. We've got a... Uh, uh, um, Horror store. We've got all kinds of stuff down there. So check it out if you're a horror fan and haven't been down there. All right. Let's go into the newsroom now with Phil Devitt. Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas acknowledges the U.S. immigration system is broken and says it's up to Congress to pass legislation to get it fixed. Mark Mayfield with more. Speaking on NBC's Meet the Press, Mayorkas claimed Republicans didn't even read what was in the bipartisan Senate border bill before striking it down. House Republicans are accusing Mayorkas of breaking the law in his handling of the southern border. Another impeachment vote is expected this week after last week's vote failed in the House. Mayorkas calls Republicans' allegations baseless. I'm Mark Mayfield. The Senate is moving forward with a $95 billion aid bill for Ukraine and Israel, but its fate in the House is uncertain. The money, which is for Ukraine's defense against the Russian invasion and for Israeli security assistance, passed a Senate procedural vote with the help of 18 Republicans in a rare Sunday session. This despite former President Trump's opposition. If the bill passes the Senate, which leaders hope could happen as soon as Tuesday, it'll head to the House, where many Republicans have expressed opposition. A new poll shows most Americans feel pressure. President Biden is too old to serve in office. The ABC News Ipsos poll taken after a special counsel's report cited Biden's memory lapses finds 86 percent believe he's too old for the White House. The 81-year-old is the oldest president to run for re-election. Former President Trump, the GOP frontrunner, is 77. Overall, the poll found nearly 60 percent of Americans believe both men are too old for office. Memphis police say a suspect is in custody after multiple shootings across the city left one person dead on Sunday and multiple people injured. The police say the shootings took place across three different locations, with a carjacking also being connected to the spree. The suspect was caught, with authorities saying he was out on $100,000 bond for attempted first-degree murder and attempted aggravated robbery at the time. At least four people were reportedly shot. And the Kansas City Chiefs are officially a dynasty after becoming back-to-back -back Super Bowl champs. The Chiefs defended their title after coming from behind in overtime to beat the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 in Super Bowl 50 at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. The Chiefs are the first team in the NFL to win back-to-back -back Super Bowls since the New England Patriots in 2003 and 2004. San Francisco has now lost each of its last three Super Bowl appearances. Today is known as Football Hangover Day. Breed tennis with what a lot of people are planning to do today. 
Calling in sick today, not a unique idea. The Harris Bowl says over 16 million adults will have the Super Bowl flu today, costing businesses millions. But it happens every year, and Super Bowl officials have rejected numerous petitions to change the day of the big game. They say the ratings are just too good to change the day. Estimated viewership, more than 200 million people. I'm Bree Tennis. Time now for WBSM Sports, brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth. With all the Super Bowl fun, you might have missed the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat Sunday 110-106. Next game Tuesday with the Brooklyn Nets, and the Boston Bruins are home Tuesday to play the Tampa Bay Lightning. A winter storm watch is in effect for the South Coast, a storm moving in overnight. Here's your forecast with ABC6. Mostly clear skies this morning with temperatures in the mid to low 30s. Mostly sunny for this afternoon. Temperatures quite lovely in the upper 40s. It is the calm before the storm as we head into the overnight hours. We'll start out with mostly clear skies, a chance of rain. But in the meantime, we're under a winter storm watch as of 1 o'clock this morning. Overnight tonight into Wednesday morning, we could potentially see between 4 to 8 inches of snow locally. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm Meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. This WBSM News Update brought to you by Sparks Auto in Dartmouth, home of the $29 oil change. Your choice for auto repairs, brakes, and inspection stickers. Sparks Auto, 425 State Road, Dartmouth. I'm Phil Devitt for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get all of our content and breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. And welcome back in. We are turning on the light with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. Jack, who recently took a trip to Barcelona and, and inspired something that you're working on. Yeah, so Barcelona is a very interesting city. It's a big city, about the size of Boston, I would say, metropolitan-wise. And um, so it has had to solve um, its housing problems, like, you know, by building a lot. And there's a lot of apartment buildings. And they're, I would say, about 10 stories high. So not like the skyscrapers in Boston or New York, but but a lot of um, buildings in the size of, say, Melville Towers or, or something like that. But they have these wide avenues, and um, they make the avenues wide enough so that the public transportation can get on the middle, plus the cars. Um, easy to get around. You can get taxis for 3 or $4 to get around the city very reasonably. Um, and so, you know, New Bedford is embarking on this big housing expansion now where you can see especially on Union Street, there are four projects uh, right now. There's uh, 18 in Union, which is the old National Club project. There's 117 Union, which is across from the DeMello Center. And there's um, 10 in 8th, which is up by the old registry. And there's going to be one at the old Keystone building. And so those are all going to be 9, 10-story, I'm sorry, not 9, 10, 4, 5-story buildings. And they're all um, going to make the downtown much denser than it was, but that's, you know, bringing affordable housing, you're not going to do it by, by building single family homes, you know, in Ward 1. You're going to do it by, in these areas in the downtown, of Cushnet Avenue, Rivet Street, uh, and then these new things called the um, transportation-oriented districts, which is around the um, train stations, the Church Street train station and the Wales Tooth parking lot train stations. And so it's really sort of a discussion of like, you know, there's a lot of apprehension about that because in America there isn't good trans public transportation systems. It's only recently that we even got bus service on Sundays in New Bedford. So there's a lot of apprehension because people know the neighborhoods parking is hard to get now. 
And now you're going to bring in all this new multifamily housing, four or five floors, and a lot of it is not going to have enough parking. And the argument of the planners is that if you build it, the public transportation will go up around it. And also that there were a group of young professionals, people are living differently than they used to, that if they, have a, if they need a car, they take an Uber once or twice a week to go shopping or whatever. But, but mainly they just don't. They don't, you know, they get on the train, they go to work, they get on the bus, they go to work, and they only have a couple of times a week where they need a car and maybe they call an Uber or, 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 or a cab or whatever. So, you know, these are um, interesting issues. People have the strong feelings on both sides of them. So I just I'd have a little discussion on Barcelona versus New Bedford. And, you know, Barcelona is obviously an older city than New Bedford, but is... Is it as much of the older things around this planning that you're talking about? Like, so are they making these ur- these urban plans around historic structures and still making that all work? Or are these areas that have been turned over into new construction to make it all work? So Barcelona, like everything in Europe, is older than everything in America. Um, it was founded by the Romans. And the old cities used to have walls around them so that the barbarians would not invade. Um, so Barcelona had what was called this old city which dates from the medieval times and has uh, had a wall around it. And then somewhere about mid-19th century, as industrialization was coming in, they realized we've got to take the walls down because we've got to spread this city. So it has a, a core that's very old. And then the parts that I'm talking about date from, I would say, the 1860s, 70s on, on through the 1930s. A lot of it was destroyed during the Spanish Civil War, and they had to rebuild it again. Um, there was a lot of bombing that came in through Mussolini and Hitler. Uh, but uh, uh, so there are, there's both old and new. And I did see on the outskirts some very high rise, looked like low income housing. But in, in, in the core of the city, it was um, designed by this guy named Ildefons Cerda, if I have his name pronounced correctly. And um, it, it was just very interesting the way they, they built it with the... Um, uh, limits of like 150 feet. I think it's the limit's only 100 feet in most New Bedford um, instances, though you do have exceptions like the Regency and and stuff like that. But New Bedford is about to get a lot denser, you know, particularly among, around these train stations and around the traditional commercial areas. And so it, w- it will be interesting to see how it happens. I was actually um, Saturday, Saturday. I was just doing some errands out and about, and I happened to be over... I'd gone to Savers, so while I was over there, I said, you know what, let me check out how that station's coming along. And obviously, if you're on Church Street, you can't really get in. Um, but what I did is I went and I went over to the old, you know, flagship cinema area and on the other side of the track, and I was able to kind of take a little stroll by and take a look at how it's all laid out and how it's going to work. And it looks great. looks like it's ready to go. Uh, and I think you're, you're seeing what will eventually just be not a big deal. At some point, it'll just be part of the fabric of the city that now there's this train station there. But as you're pointing out, it is going to have that effect of changing the way those neighborhoods are around them. Yeah. And um, right now, there's like a strip mall behind that church train station. It may not stay a a strip mall. Uh, And someone can correct me if I'm wrong. But if I looked at the city plans for it, and um, these are tentative, they're they're not final. Uh, And if I understood them correctly, I mean, a developer might be able to go in there and establish three or four new streets within the what's now the mall area, and have commercial development of and, and residential development of a sort that is like um, uh, 
commercial businesses on the first floor and then residences up above them that would be much more like the downtown or Cushnet Avenue than than the current strip mall. I don't know whether that's good or bad. I think it's good to have a train station next to a strip mall too. But, um, you know, it, it just... It, it, it allows for uh, a density of development that we haven't seen before. What happened, as the city planners explained to me, was that after the growth of the suburbs, after World War II, and everybody wanted to go up out to the strip malls, downtown New Bedford and Christian Avenue suffered greatly because people said, well, why should I go there when I can go out to Dartmouth or to Fairhaven and easy to park? But... Um, now we're in a, a, a situation where we don't have enough housing and New Bedford in particular has very little land. Most of the available land is in the Cushnet Swamp, which is not buildable. And so uh, they have to go up and that makes it more of a, um, uh, a big city type feel. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they can get it right so that, yes, we do build this housing so people can have some place to live, and but we build it in a way that people can get around. We're not in gridlock. And that, I mean, when you, when you go to Barcelona, it's very interesting. Um, every two or three blocks is a corner market with fresh fruit and vegetables out onto the sidewalk. And um, they, they, these are independently owned. They seem to do just fine. Um, and you don't see these big supermarkets. It, you know, it's a totally different way of living just on the way that Europe has grown up. Although on the outskirts, you do get the... Um, the sprawl development that you have in New Bedford, but that's post-World War II. And you really, um, the, the traditional parts of the city are not like that. And I don't know whether that's what they're going for, or, but, um, it, you know, it, it is going to be denser. Well, we do have to take a break here. Caller, hang on. We will get to you as soon as we come back from the break, but I got to make sure I get this in. We'll be back in just a few moments as we're turning on the light with Jack Blaine, columnist for New Bedford Light. <clears throat> and welcome back in. Callers, hang on. We will get to you with Jack Blaine in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about some really good food coming from a place that you might not really be thinking about when you're out looking for something to eat. Try crispy, crunchy chicken. At Gas Express in New Bedford, it's located at the corner of Tarkin Hill Road and Belleville Avenue. At Crispy Crunchy Chicken, their motto is either you know how good it is or you haven't tried it. Because we are talking about tasty, meaty chicken that's not greasy. You can get bone-in, you can get boneless tenders. It's hand-breaded, mildly Cajun-spiced chicken. It is phenomenal. I wrote an article a couple weeks ago that says... The best fried chicken in New Bedford may just come from a gas station. And you know what? I firmly believe that that is true. Crispy, crunchy chicken at Gas Express in New Bedford is open from 11 to 8 from Sunday through Thursday and open from 11 until 10 p.m. on the weekends. Not only can you get their great chicken, you can also get sides like their fries, their jambalaya, their mac and cheese, and, of course, their famous honey biscuits. The biscuits are incredible. Make sure you order yourself an extra one. You can get a two or three or four-piece crunch box deal, or you can even get family deals. But if you want to get, you know, some of those family-sized chicken, it's better to call ahead so that they can plan ahead because they don't put chicken out. They don't make a bunch of chicken and then leave it out there for hours to sit there under the warmer. No, they make it in small batches so that when you get there, it is fresh and it is delicious. You can get it by going to Crispy Crunchy Chicken at Gas Express in New Bedford at the corner of Tarkin Hill Road and Belleville Avenue. You can also get it via GotChu, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. All right, let's get back into it with Jack. We get some callers on the line, so let's go to those. 
Good morning. You were on with Jack Splain. Hello. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. I uh, I have a question for Jack. Maybe he can help me out. There's a apartment complex being made on the north end of the Bedford, right near the, the old uh, from the old Chuck's China Inn. It's right in that same building. It looks like there's probably about 50 apartments up there. They've been working on it for over a year. And uh, I can't find out how to get an application or anything like that. Um, that's the old Chuck's oh. China Inn? Sorry, Jack, I didn't have you turned off. That, that's the old Chuck's China Inn building? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I, I haven't heard of that one for some reason. Um, well, they've, they've been working on it for over a year, and it, it's got to be pretty well finished. They put all new windows. I saw them bringing granite countertops up there. I remember I've been up there years ago. A friend of mine lived up there, and they said they were. Re I talked to one of the guys, and he said it wouldn't be ready. This was last summer. He said it wouldn't be ready for another year. Well, so, it's getting close to a year now. So every every um, building project in New Bedford has to go through the either the planning board or the zoning board of appeals at some point. But so if I was you, I would call the planning department. And ask them if they can give you any information about that building. I've, I've called. I've called everywhere. No one seems to know anything about this place, and it's it's a huge building. It, like I said, it's got to be at least thirty apartments up there. I think it's four or five stories high. I can't. I can't understand how nobody knows anything about it. There's no sign or anything about who's doing it. No, I see the, the trucks out there. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now. It's one of the construction places that's local. They, they must. Have you tried Ward Two Councilor Maria Giesta? She she might know. That's her ward. Yeah, I'll try her. I have not tried her. I didn't know. Yeah, she can probably give us some what information. I'll try. But I can't understand how nobody knows anything about it. Yeah, it is. I, 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 you know, I'm on a Christian Avenue all the time, and I haven't noticed it. But uh, take a look next time I go by. I mean, they redid the brick on the outside. They had a guy out there, did a real nice job. It looks like it's going to be a really nice, decent place to stay. Well, I would try her and, and let us know what you find out. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, let's squeeze in another call here quickly before we got to go to our final break. You're next with Jack Spillane. Hello. Good morning, guys. Morning. How are you? Happy Valentine's Day. You as anyway. well. I like the start of your day. That was, I mean, of this part. Anyway, that was good. But you got to watch out for your throat. You were losing your voice. Who, me? You, yeah, you were. I was. It sounds a little better now. Yeah. Yeah, you sound better now. But you just got to keep it in there. And he, he's got, his, one of those he's kind got of his water bottle. And I drank a big <laughs> cup of tea. I'll get there. Uh, good. Hi, Jack. How you doing? Good. Good. How you doing? You had a good trip. Good. Um, friends of mine just came back from there. Yeah, it's I haven't talked to them yet, but they they had a great time. This is Spain, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a great place yeah, to go. Yeah, it's... they had a great time. They went for two weeks, but um, yeah. Well, that's good. Well, anyway, I don't want any fake fake flowers this year, guys. So um, <laughs> we'll go to party bench for your gift. <laughs> I'll send my address to you. Hey, they last. That... They last longer. <laughs> yeah, they get dusty quicker, too. <laughs> no, no fake flowers. But anyway, have a great have a great uh, day, guys. And, uh, and just calm down and just, 
I can't say it on the air. I know, but it's, but it's just <laughs> ignore some of these people. All right, they really don't do make that. any sense. All right. You, All right. You have a great day, Thank too. You. Take care. Yeah, you too. Bye. All right. I do got to take one final break here, Jack. We'll be back in just a few moments. Um. And welcome back. And we are turning on the light with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. we got about two minutes left here before we will give way to South Coast today. Or South Coast today. South Coast now with... Uh, <laughs> Ah, they can let him, let him try to sue me with uh, Chris McCarthy. And, uh, of course, uh, he will have lots of great conversation with you. And, of course, Jack, we talked about what you have coming up, your your column coming up. Uh, when can we expect to see that, do you think, sometime this week? <laughs> when the powers that be uh, a deigned to publish it. I, I think uh, Wednesday is the latest I've heard. So uh, the comparison of Barcelona to New Bedford, at least in terms of the planning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's obviously a different type of city. It's a much bigger city. Uh be more apt to compare it to Boston, but but um, there are some things that as New Bedford embarks on this um, uh, dense housing, which we're beginning to see in the downtown, I think that are uh, worth talking about. Well, and of course, uh, if you want to reach out to me at any point too, you can always do that by using the WBSM app, send app chat messages. You can also uh, send me emails, Tim at WBSM.com. But uh, Wally in New Bedford sent in an app chat message who says, Arujo Brothers owns that property. The old Chuck China Inn. So that's that's who that, that caller wants to try to reach out to, Arujo Brothers, to find out more about what's going on over there. Uh, and then, of course, I also want to point out, as I've been looking at all these different storm forecasts, as I mentioned earlier, I'm going with AccuWeather because they're saying it's a 46% chance it'll only be one to three inches. But keep in mind that whatever amount we're going to get, the heart of that storm is going to be tomorrow around 10 a.m., 10, 11 a.m., that's when it's going to start to hit us harder. So wherever you are at that point, you're going to be there for a little while. So keep that in mind when you are planning things for tomorrow. That's going to do it for us, Jack. Anything else you want to add in the final 30 seconds here? Just keep thinking one to three, 